while we're talking about um, people we've met while sipping, I just wanted to give a shout out to our mutual friend, Miggy, because he's always the one who... Hey, Miggy! <laughs> yeah, he's always the one driving our asses to Belair, so... It's awesome. It's epic. Kinda sounds like cosmic. Kinda reminds you of the word. Orgasmic. Yeah. Osmic. Put your hands together full of brands, Raphael. Hi, I'm your host, and we're trying a new funky rhythm there for the intro. I hope you guys liked it. And I never thought I'd be back here again after that first episode. Let me just share. When we published that episode, cold sweat everywhere, and I feel hot. I was really nervous. And I guess what I'm trying to say here is, to all of you guys who listen through the episode you deserve our deepest gratitude thank you thank you very much you really deserve it believe me anyway on with the show i have a question for you guys do you guys know how to surf because if you don't heh, that's one thing i'm better than all of you guys just because i know i mean i don't know how to do tricks i don't think i can stay on the board for too long but hey you, you gotta give me this I can stand on my board, ride a wave, and not slip for like 5-3 seconds. I know it's kind of obnoxious to talk about surfing, especially when we can't even go out. But I think it is also important that we remind ourselves of the things, especially new things that we can do right after the pandemic. Like for example, surfing. And I will convince you to surf once this pandemic is over with an osmic surfing tutorial you can do right in the comfort of your homes teach me how to surf senpai things you'll need an electric fan that's all step one place yourself directly in front of the electric fan step two lie on the floor on your stomach step three slide your non-dominant foot to your side. Step 4. Stand up and make an osmic surfing pose in the relish to level 3 wind running across your cheeks. Yeah! Hmm. Okay. Anyway, we have a great show for you tonight. If I wasn't able to convince you to surf, maybe my guess will. Here to tell us all about how one single attempt at surfing changed her life forever. Ali Unson, stick around, we have a great show. Hi guys, I'm here with Ali. Nice to have you in the show. How are you? Thank you, I'm good. Thanks for inviting me. I'm, I'm so honored. This is my uh, first podcast appearance ever. <laughs> Actually, I'm just excited. I haven't seen you for a while. Uh, when was the last time? I think it was it was in Belair. Yeah, it was. It was in Belair. We were surfing. Uh, I, that was, uh, gosh, uh, a year ago at that. Yes, actually. Before, I don't know, work. <laughs> before work and COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, um, when was the last time you surfed? Um, the last time I surfed was uh, right before quarantine. It was in March. March. I mean, I miss. Uh, that was my last time. Uh, the one with you guys. Oh, uh, what? That was your last time? It was. Time? That was. Yeah. 
Anyway, you were so good, Panamana. You like was that your first time serving? I remember you stood up kagad because like during my first time, I couldn't I couldn't stand up at all. No, that was actually my second time. Oh, uh, see, I couldn't stand up on my second time either. Anyway, so naturally talented. Anyway, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying not to brag. Before the audience, but yeah, <laughs> you should be interviewing yourself for this episode. <laughs> but no, um. Anyway, before this interview, during the monologue section, I was trying to convince people to surf as something to look forward after the pandemic, and I'm not doing a great job at it. Anyway, do you remember the first time you started to surf? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I do. I do. It's. Uh, I started surfing around this time. Actually, the first time I went surfing, it was for my birthday, mm-hmm. <laughs> and my birthday is on Sunday. So Full birthday. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I really sucked. Uh, it was in Zambales in 2017. Uh. It was in. Well, there was this group called Tripcada. I don't think it's alive anymore. But Tripcada. Tripcada. Yeah. It had these. Um. Uh, events uh, so you could so it was like a like you, you pay a certain amount of money and then they provide the transpo and the accommodation and everything and then there are activities so it was a surfing trip and just for a weekend in Liwa and mm-hmm. I signed up for it as a as a birthday gift who were who you with just you uh, I was with oh uh, my no no I was with my friend at the time and her name is Kara I, I went with her but she didn't surf mm-hmm. we, we were just there to hang out together okay. yeah i um i just wanted to try surfing because i really well i've always loved the ocean as cheesy as that sounds <laughs> um and i've and I, I was a swimmer um so i really wanted to try out surfing because i thought you know how much harder can it be from swimming yeah i mean you're on a board so it must be easier <laughs> and I, I was really mm. really really wrong uh the my first swim, ah, my first surf lesson ever. I couldn't even stand up. Like, um, uh, now that I saw, now that I, oh, it. I, wait, so originally, I wait, originally, yeah. surfing wasn't part of the plan. You no, were just there, I, actually. I, I just wanted to go to the beach, and then I, it, it said part of the activities were surfing, and I was like, oh, cool. Man, <laughs> uh, just like some serendipitous moment for you. Yeah, it was. It, it was. I um, but. But I, but the thing is, it was only serendipitous because I really sucked. <laughs> like, my friend, my friend Kara didn't surf, hmm. so she was just watching me take my first lesson. And then when I got back on the shore, she said, "Oh my gosh, Ali, you looked so mad the entire time. <laughs> like, you just looked, you looked so miserable." And I said, "Yeah, I was miserable because I sucked. I've never sucked so bad in my life. Like, um, I, I think." I think I've always been sort of athletic. I've never, I mean, I wouldn't call myself an athlete, but I, I could always do, um, I could always sort of keep up in most sports. Mm-hmm. But, but when but when it came to that first serving lesson, it was it was awful. I was like, they only, like the instructor, the instructor pushed me on just white water. Like it wasn't even a real wave. It was just yeah, the yeah. whitewash. Like I didn't even eat the paddle. But after the end of that one hour session, my arms wanted to die. Like I thought, like it was like I had spent three hours at the gym. So that was really bad. And then oh, Kara was like, you, you, you look so miserable. Like, are you okay? You look so angry. And I, and I said, yeah, I, yeah, I am. I need to get good at this sport. Like I, I need to be better at it. And so you didn't get it the first time you tried it? 
No, I didn't get it the first time, and I Man, didn't how? get it the second time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah. But the second time, and it stick. Only the second no. time did you? Not yet. Nope. No, 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 not even. Um, I think. Uh, I think the second time I went to. Oh no, the second time I went to Shirgao on a company trip, and then oh, and right. I yeah I had just come from Zambales. Where I couldn't, you know, I didn't even know how to stand up yet. So I don't know what part of me thought it was okay to try surfing <laughs> in Shigao. Um But yeah, I went to Shigao after I went to Zambas. I think I went to Shigao in September or in August. I forgot. Yeah. But, but September that, that year. That's it. Yeah, that's of that year. Or just then, the following month. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, one, I was really bad. <laughs> I don't think, I think I was there for, I think I was there for two weeks and then I, I surfed like five times or four or just a handful of times but i didn't i didn't catch any waves in fact i got into like a huge accident <laughs> where, what? where I, what happened yeah. what happened um i so in shirgao the so there are two types of breaks there's a there's a mm. there's a re, there's a reef break and a beach break so on a okay. reef break yeah um on on a reef break underneath the water's coral so or rocks. Oh. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I heard Shargao. Most of the rocks underneath are sharp, kind of sharp, edgy, like knives. Um, and oh, the man. so so Zambales is a beach break. Most of the surf spots in Luzon are, are beach breaks. I, I think all of them are actually. But but in Shargao, they're all reef breaks. So when when I was in Shargao, I was surfing in this area called Tuasan, and Tuasan mm. is the is the shallowest. <laughs> break in the island so when it's low tide it's it gets really low mm. when when i was there i didn't i wasn't aware that of the difference between reef breaks and beach breaks mm. and i was i didn't think it would be that dangerous but i got caught in a current and um i think my board got tangled in some what? rocks and I, yeah, I couldn't get out yeah i couldn't get out of that shallow area and mm. and you know so there were also waves so i was being like dragged across the rocks and everything mm. so so um, I came out of um, I came out of that with like lots of um, scratches on my on my legs. And Just scratches, nothing serious. No, nothing serious. Nothing okay. super serious. Yeah, nothing super serious. And well, so yeah, so um, I I got pretty injured, but I think but but some of my other office mates at the time also got um, pretty oh, badly. <laughs> Yeah, they also got pretty injured too. So, so I wasn't the only noob out in the water. But yeah, that was my second time surfing. So my first time, um, I couldn't you didn't even get it. stand up. And on okay. my second time, I got <laughs> gravely injured. So, <laughs> so here we are convincing people to surf. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's fulfilling! I swear. It's <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> anyway, why did it stick? Why? Why did if it's frustrating? and kind of at times scary um, isn't there and I, I think there's some I think there's like a really profound quote somewhere in the internet yeah. that says something like nothing worth doing is easy or something like that yeah, and, yeah. So, and um, I think that applies to surfing like I, I think one of the reasons why um, I enjoyed it well I, I enjoyed it so much or, or it stuck with me is because I found it difficult to do and mm. um, I worked pretty hard to not suck at it <laughs> um so there was a there was um more sense of fulfillment when i finally got it yeah you know, when i finally learned how 
to, to serve properly. Like it, it felt some, it felt like such an accomplishment, and um, yeah, and, and, and it taught, and it taught yeah, the, me the I think, feeling of the first ride, right? Yeah, the, when you oh, finally got the wave. wave. <laughs> yeah, uh, my first wave was mm-hmm. was so great. Like uh, I, I remember, yeah, I remember feeling so great about it. I I, I felt so great. Where about was this? It. Was this in Shargao? Um. Well, the first wave, the first wave that I stood up on, wasn't Shigao, but somebody was pushing me. That was I had an instructor, so it sort of doesn't count, but it counts for me because I had such a hard time standing up. So um, that is, that was my first wave that I stood up on. But the first wave that I caught by myself was in Belair. Before surfing, because I, I, I'm trying to connect other factors that made surfing stick and. And yeah, I research about you Uh-oh. just a little bit. <laughs> I come across your our book. It is a a compilation of short essays. I think um, yes. <laughs> you, you said it was kind of cheesy, and it's about how you it's about how you you feel. About the ocean. It's just say the just not, say the title. Say it. Say it. Yeah, because before we were try we were teasing you because of the <laughs> because of Yeah, just say the not, title already. Oh Atle- okay. Anyway, that the book was At Last the Ocean. And, oh, and yeah. it won an award for nonfiction, am I right? Yeah, it's a chap book. I wouldn't want to call it a book book because there's only three essays in it. But um, yeah, it did, it did sort of win an award. I graduated at Ateneo with a with a Loyola School Art Award um, for my work in nonfiction writing, and um, I submitted those essays in At Last the Ocean as a as part of my submission for for the award. So so yeah. So this is published work. Um, where can people find your book? Um, they can message me for it because I ran out of copies. I, I, um, I sold them before, but um, I, they're all sold out. And, and if, if anyone would like a copy, you can just um, message me. <laughs> and I would be glad to give one for free. Aside from the ocean, your love for the ocean. I just saw, saw this from Facebook. Aside from the ocean, you, you have a disdain for urban spaces. So oh, yeah. do you oh, see no. surfing? Do you see surfing as kind of a release, you know, from everyday life? Yes. Oh my gosh, you look that far back into my well, Facebook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yes, I, I I quite don't like living in the city so much. But but um that was that was in twenty seventeen when I you know I had to commute every day and mm-hmm. I really hated like the grind and everything. But um I did end up living the island life at some point uh, last mm-hmm. year so I was in Shigao for for uh, two two and a half months and um, while I was there I, I did quite miss the convenience of living in Manila so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, but but yeah I, I do have a chapbook called At Last the Ocean and it's sort of a joke between me and my friends because whenever yeah. Whenever, yeah. Oh man. Whenever you see a restaurant, at last the restaurant <laughs> or the toll gate. At last the toll gate. No, when I was in, because I went to Anilao sometime last year. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. late last year in December, and um, uh, my friend, I went with some friends, and then um, when we reached Anilao, there we were at the balcony, and 
I was looking over at the ocean, you know, just, I wasn't, like, it wasn't a deep moment or anything. I just wanted to look at the view and then suddenly from behind me, one of my friends just, like, whispers in my ear, at last, the ocean. <laughs> and I was like, shut up! Oh my god, it's been three years, just stop. I'm like, I swear to god, I'm gonna make a new chat book and it will be called something else and y'all can stop And it will become last. a new joke. <laughs> And yeah, and it will become a totally new joke. So so yeah, but um, that that I, that chat book was all about how much I like the well, duh, about how much I like <laughs> the ocean, and then and its effect its effect on me. Wow, the drama. But um, but yeah, I do have um a strong connection to the sea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, do you find do you find surfing as a kind of connection between you? and the ocean since it, uh, it feels like you're you're pro- profoundly um um connected with it when you talk about the ocean about surfing even though right now if you hear it plainly it, it feels so light but come come the book you, you you just sort of wonder how it feels like when You've been writing about it, and then suddenly you're writing it, literally. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, oh wow, this is gonna this is gonna get profound, folks. But <laughs> that's the moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I kind of I like who I am when when I'm at the beach mm-hmm. or when or when I'm near a body of water. I, th- I think when I'm in Manila and I'm at home, I, you know, it's so easy to get it's so mm-hmm. easy to get caught up in like in in your ambitions and your work and um, you know it's just uh, you you get it's so easy to get trapped in that bubble mm-hmm. where all you care about is like you know making more money or. How to um, get on, get you know, on that next step of your career, yeah. Yeah, or yeah. yeah, and you have so many things to worry about. You have, you know, worry about your love life, your family life, your friendships, and um, you know, when I'm far away from that, when when I'm at, when I'm near the ocean or at the beach, I it provides me with like um, a sort of distance from all of that, and mm-hmm. I feel a lot more relaxed, and I, I feel a lot more myself. Like um, I don't have to worry about those things, and I I can be more authentically myself i suppose oh, yeah. yeah so you know it, it's just um i just like myself better when i'm there and i think that want to be near the you know to be near the ocean i think it, it's you know it's always affected my decisions and mm-hmm. the way i the way i do things so you know when i first started surfing well <clears throat> i mean let's not sugarcoat it it's an expensive hobby <laughs> it's, a, yeah, it's yeah. i mean you have, yeah you have to pay for the transportation and for for the for the surfboard and the lessons and the accommodation and everything mm-hmm. and when when I first started surfing I just I, I was like I thought wow I need to go to the I, I need to go to the beach like every month now because before that I, I you know beach trips month, oh, once every couple of months or like twice a year um when I decided to take surfing seriously I thought wow okay I need to I need to like go to the beach more often so I can practice this this more and because you know because of that drive to want to do it more i i thought okay i i guess i need to like work harder at my jobs work two jobs and mm. get more side gigs yeah so so that's what i did so i've so you know ever since then I, i've always been uh I, I take working super seriously now like, like i'm always 
um, I guess the word is hustling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always, yeah. Yeah, I'm always hustling so that um, I just have, so that I, you know, I always have that option to just go to the beach whenever I feel like it's surf. And I think that's one of, you know, that's one of the ways that surfing has impacted my life. Like, yeah, it, it kind of translated to your work life as well. Like, yeah, like, yeah you gotta hustle. <laughs> yeah, it's taught me to work harder and it's taught me to be more patient. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm an incredibly Im impatient person. Like, I really don't oh, like I don't, it. <laughs> I don't feel that kind of vibe from you, even when you first met. Oh, yeah, that's because you met me after I had started surfing. <laughs> But, See, guys, it changes. <laughs> it makes wonders. <laughs> Um, cheesy as it is, surfing, you know, one of the things surfing taught me was to be more patient because you, you're out there uh, in the glaring sun, getting sunburned, and you're there for like four hours, five hours trying to catch a wave. And sometimes the waves are really shitty <laughs> Just, and you have to wait like one hour or 30 minutes between each wave. But once you do finally catch one, it's such a great feeling. And... Uh, I guess that's a metaphor for other things in life too, you know, like you just have to be patient and good things will come eventually. So, so yeah, another profound metaphor that I've drawn out of surfing. <laughs> Seems like surfing is like a great teacher for you now. It, it, it kind of reminds me of the, um, from Hamilton, I'm not gonna waste my shot because when finally after waiting, this great wave comes, you'd be scared of slipping off your board, you know. Yeah, and, and you're then, just and determined to ride it till till the shore. Yeah, I I love that you reference Hamilton. I love that. I love that musical. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, to to draw another cheesy metaphor out of surfing, um, because because even when you catch a wave, you're not guaranteed that it's gonna be yeah. a great wave. Like uh, I've been wiped out so many times. Like I, I've been I've been wiped out so hard that that I actually went upside down this one time, like like a true oh. washing machine experience. But I'm still here and I'm still alive. So I think you know the one of the other things that surfing teaches me is that you can always get back up again. Like like it's not a bad thing to mess up. Like you can always try again. Yeah, like and another like, opportunity will just come for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So so that's another thing. So yeah, so surfing has made me a more patient and determined person and a, and a harder worker. Oh, and it's also increased my upper body strength. So it's, it's an all-around... Because <laughs> we're, we're, we're diving too deep, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I want list to list out all of the things that, uh, that surfing has done for me, yeah, like it made me a bit more patient. I have triceps now because of some surfing. It's great. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm feeling that we're going to get more audience to surf because of that one. <laughs> Yes, stronger upper body strength. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, just, just to advertise um, surfing as a total body workout, I just want to say that uh, prior to surfing, I couldn't do any push-ups, but now I can bust out a bunch. So uh, for all of y'all who don't have any arm strength, I highly suggest surfing. <laughs> so grab a surfboard now. <laughs> just kidding. So aside from, from the lessons surfing teach you and the upper body strength, yeah, <laughs> Did you meet a lot of people surfing and yeah. did, you, did it create strong bonds that kind of last? Ah, still cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> still cheesy, but, but uh, still cheesy, but true. Um, yeah, I, I, I did. I met some of the nicest people that mm -hmm. I've ever met while surfing. Um, actually, 
after the whole Shigao debacle, like my second, so Shigao was like the second time I surfed, but like the third time that I surfed, I went to Belair by myself. I went there for five, five days, yeah. So I, was, I went there for five days. It was my first mm. time going on a, it was my first time going on a trip all by myself. Um, I'd never, like I, I'd gone, I've gone to the beach with friends, just us, but I've never gone just me. So that Belair trip was my first time going somewhere on my own. Mm. And when uh, when I was there, I was determined to learn how to surf without an instructor. Disclaimer: I still really suck. Like that Trigal thing did not make me a better surfer. Mm. Way when I was in Belair, I was still pretty bad. And while I was there, since I was all alone, there were so many people who were really nice to me. Like there was there was this family um, that sort of uh, they were in the they were in the same hostel that I was in, and they sort of adopted me. Like they 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 like always asked me out to dinner. And um, wait, uh, after after just one surfing trip, you you guys are close. You're you're close to the family, yeah, right? Oh well, well we fought. Well, we're mutuals on Facebook, but that family, um, they were always hanging out with me while I was there in Belair. Like they they would keep inviting me to dinner, and then they like there was this one time because where I was sleeping was was near where they were sleeping, and there was this one time that um, there was this one night that I fell asleep in the hammock upstairs. So when I went down. And again, the like one of them actually was like, "Oh, we were looking for you. Uh, we were worried that you, you know, that you didn't come back." And and I was so touched. Like you know, I was just this stranger that they only knew for a couple of days, but they were already looking out for me. And I'll admit, my Tagalog is pretty bad. Like I'm not, I'm not the best Tagalog speaker. Oh, it's um, okay, then. Yeah. Okay. But that family, you know, they they spoke to they spoke to me in Tagalog, and I tried really hard to speak it back to them properly, and and they were really nice about it. Like I I remember they said that my Tagalog sounded malambing, which is the nicest way anyone's mm-hmm. ever said that my Tagalog sucked. Like <laughs> I was so flattered. So so you know that that was that was like my first encounter going to the beach. I went to the beach and that was the, you know, the first type of people that I encountered, just people who were so nice and yeah. so welcoming. And uh, and uh, when when I tried uh, surfing by myself, these two these two guys in the lineup actually tr- helped me a lot. Like I didn't know them at all, but they could tell that I was struggling. So they so you know they would tell me like what which waves to try to get, and then they they tell me like when I, if I caught one, they'd say like oh this is why you fell off. Actually, this one guy said something that is also really profound. <laughs> But in a cheesy way. But he he told me like I I had caught a wave and then I fell off immediately. And then when when I paddled back to where he was, he said, "You know what your problem is? You you always anticipate falling. Stop anticipate no. this. You know, so yeah, stop anticipating that and just you know just trust yourself. And it's just water at the bottom. And I was like, whoa, oh my god, that's like." The most profound shit ever. I should. Put I know. That I know. You can write a, an entire book just from surfing. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So, which which I will at some point, and then, but um, but yeah, he said that, and yeah. and immediately after, I I was like catching waves much like a lot better. Uh, um, I, I stopped falling off of a. Um, they they would go up to me and say, hey, you know the best, you know around this time the best place to surf is this place and this place. Like they wouldn't like I didn't even need to ask. They just um they, they just always wanted to like help me out also while i was in shigao i i lost a fin on my surfboard like i uh i, I went surfing during low tide so one of my fins came off and um while i was while i was going back home i stopped by an atm to withdraw money and then when i turned around to check my motorcycle there were a bunch of guys surrounding my motorbike and trying to, to put a new fin into my board 
So it was when I went up to them, I was like, "Oh, what are, what are you guys doing?" They were like, "Oh, we Wait, without we asking, they're just fixing it for you without yeah. without even." <laughs> Without asking, like they just saw that I was missing a fin, and then they were trying to replace it. Like I, I went up to them and was like, "Oh, what are you guys doing?" And they said, "Oh, we noticed you don't have a fin, uh, so we have an extra here. Do you want it?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I do. Thank you." So it was why is everything weird. so pleasant when I'm talking to you? <laughs> it's like, okay, I, I kind of hate talking to you now. It makes me miss <laughs> surfing more. Yeah, see, I'm already turning you into a convert. <laughs> what well, I, I was. I was already converted. I just can't. Yeah, but were you going every month, and were were you hustling every day? <laughs> Good point. I'll do that. <laughs> from profound teachings, from upper body strength to friends, man, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Um, like, it's just it's just a great. It's I I think. Uh, oh gosh, another cheesy line, but um, surfing isn't. Uh, I found that surfing isn't just a sport; it's also kind of a lifestyle, I guess. Like, um, it's more than just a hobby now. Like, a lot of my life decisions like revolve around surfing. In fact, because <laughs> because I can't surf, I'm I'm actually feeling kind of depressed because mm. you know because uh, around this time I'm actually I'm like this is this is like the anniversary like this month is the anniversary of when I first started surfing but I can't mm-hmm. go surf. Oh, <laughs> like, so I can't. Get the plan of timing, nitong ano? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Oh, I have a feeling that when this new book is published, it's. Going to be great because it's uh, the teachings you learn from surfing actually translated into your own lifestyle, and it made you a better person. Am I right? Yes, yes, it did. Not that I was a horror. I, I, I would like to think I wasn't that much of a bad person before, but like, but I don't know. But yeah, surfing. I would definitely say surfing made me a better person. Oh, yeah, espe- especially that one where, wala pa yung wave, but you're already anticipating that you're you were gonna fall right after that yeah. your performance was just better yeah yeah definitely like um i really need to put that into an essay but <laughs> but yeah that's that's one of the, that's one of the things i remember the most from my first few times uh, surfing like the, that that um that mm-hmm. kuya who who told me that and uh, that family who was really nice to me and uh, the yeah and everyone in shigao who who um, treated me like um, like I was sort of a local already, <laughs> so so yeah, it's a it's it's um, it, it really is like a, a life changing sport. It's like when you're in Shargao, I mean even yeah. the sun is smiling at you like this old cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, but in Shargao, I saw some of the biggest like like uh, it's not because because uh, that's the kind of picture all... I'm imagining when I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> It's like everyone's dancing and you with your surfboard and you just break into song. It is. It sort of is. Like it's like because you know uh, when you're out on the lineup, like sometimes people are laughing because they're play like you know they're they're doing stupid tricks or they're falling off of their board and um, sometimes sometimes they laugh because the the waves are so big. Like when I was in Shigao, there were some days where the waves were really big. Like so, like four times my size and like like just they just look like moving blue mountains and um sometimes you know and you know usually that's terrifying like people like whenever the waves were that big i wouldn't like dare to try to catch them i would just sit there and be like whoa those are some pretty huge waves but um but other but you know whenever that happened uh 
like you could really see the joy on some people's faces like the more experienced surfers like they they looked so happy that um that the swell was so good and and you know you'd hear them laughing and, and it's, re it's really great like um it's just it's just it really is a joyful environment and it's also really it's also really um beautiful <laughs> oh gosh that's so cheesy but yeah it's really yeah, it's <laughs> kind of sounds like a new quotation like you can turn something terrifying to something beautiful and fun yeah it is and like well, when i was in Blair on um, that that first solo trip of mine um there was this one uh surf session i was at it was really early in the morning like six in the morning and it was really cool because i think this like something with how the sun was hitting the waves but there was like a rainbow mm -hmm. bouncing off the back of each wave it was really it was really cool um, and that was beautiful i can only imagine <laughs> Yeah, and then and even when even when uh, the waves were like super big and terrifying, they looked they looked really cool. Like like I, whenever I paddled out um, in conditions like that, I kind of felt like I was in a simulation, like I was living in like the Matrix or something, because nothing could be like this big and this blue and this beautiful, which is an album by Florence and the Machine. Now that I think about it, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it all sounds uh, so surreal. It, it, it kind of is, yeah. Um, it, it is pretty surreal. Um, but but it's only surreal when I talk about it. I feel like because like because um, I lived it, I guess. So so sometimes I don't realize that it was it was surreal until until I tell people about it and they're so shocked. But but to me, it was just like a part of my life. Like when I like uh, sometimes when I think about how I spent two and a half months in Chicago, I, I get weirded out. I was like, oh, ooh, I did that. I, I forgot. <laughs> Um, it was great. Uh, I while while I was in while I was in Chicago, I actually got into a motorcycle accident, <laughs> and um, and I think this is where the this is where the um, that lesson about getting up again after you fail applies because yeah. because um when because uh, when I was in Chicago, I, I thought that I could drive a motorcycle after like five minutes of some of this French guy telling me how to do it. So. So I, I rented a motorcycle and then this French guy was like, oh, it's super easy. You just, you know, do this, do that. <laughs> and, then, and, um, and I was like, okay, that sounds like, I, that sounds doable. And then right before I, right before I, um, right before I rode it, he was like, oh, by the way, the front brake doesn't work, but you can use the, the back brake. And I was like, okay, that, that doesn't sound sketchy at all. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, you um, can do this. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, not two minutes later, I drove directly into a wall, and um, yeah, it was super embarrassing. It was in like I drove into a wall um, on the main road, like in General Luna, and everybody saw me, and I was super embarrassed. Like I was like the new kid on the island, and I and I <laughs> embarrassed. Were you hurt? I mean, was it oh. serious though? Oh, oops! Sorry. You know this. That, this is this is such a. My friends say that this is such a me thing to do. Like when whenever I get hurt, like my first thought is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's okay. weird. <laughs> but um, I see. I didn't. Really, I wasn't that hurt. Like I had a bruise. <laughs> it's funny. But the only thing that like the only thing that hurt was my ass because I landed on my ass and so there was like a <laughs> there was like a huge bruise there. But what was more bruised was my ego. Uh, you know, I woke up, like, I think I was like unconscious for five seconds and then I woke up on the concrete and my first thought was like, oh God, this is deeply embarrassing. And then um, hmm. someone like these, these guys were nice enough to like drive me back to my apartment um, on the motorcycle. And then 
and then I didn't come out of my apartment for like three days because I was like, oh God, everyone on the island is gonna know me as that idiot who who drove into a wall on the main road. And uh, I only I only left my apartment to um, buy food, but I went to the grocery store in like a hoodie and, and a cap, and I was like, oh God, I hope nobody recognizes me. Yeah, as but that at idiot. least you at least you fell perfectly on your ass instead of you know the other party parts. Yeah, yeah. See, like, um, if if I hadn't been a surfer, maybe, maybe um, I would have uh, not uh, gotten up from that incident, but uh, or recovered. But since I am, um, it was uh, easy for me to but, fall yeah. off and just find another wave. Yeah, to fall off and then just like get back up again. When <laughs> when are you and I going to go surfing again? Huh? I know. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably after the pandemic. Uh, so in 2025 or <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know I believe you're the perfect person to talk about this because you, from frustration from frustration from the dangers of it you've turned it to something surreal from teachings upper body strength <laughs> which I didn't um, which I didn't expect <laughs> well I, I'm sure I don't know I'm sure other people have I'm sure other people have more profound experiences. I'm not sure, but like I know some people really do like you know uproot themselves from the city to go live live um, near the beach, and and I don't think I'm ready for that yet. Like I was actually offered a job in La Union mm-hmm. earlier this year. Like I, I they like I got a job offer um, at this cafe sometime in January, and um, you know at first I was kind of excited. Uh, at the thought of like living near the you know yeah, near a surf spot um but but at the same time i still you know i still have to be practical like when i went there um i i, I didn't oh my gosh I, listeners who love l you are gonna hate me but i i really i kind of just don't like la onion that much <laughs> i'm not i'm not that big of a fan um team balear um, <laughs> <laughs> yes team, team balear <laughs> but 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 yeah, I don't really. I mean, when I went there, it was my first time, and and like I didn't. It was my first time in La Union, and I didn't like it. And and the 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 job the job did not pay so well, and it wasn't in my you know it wasn't it didn't it wasn't in line with my career. Like I'm a writer, and then the mm. um the job had nothing to do with writing, and I would have to work. It was it was in the service industry, right? Like like in a cafe, and I would have to work weekends and holidays and. Um, I wouldn't be able to see my family or my boyfriend uh, so often, and mm-hmm. um, and the salary was like really low because it was you know provincial rates. And I kept thinking like, oh, but you know if I if, if I love the ocean this much, then I should be able to give up everything to be able to live in to live here, right? But um, but and and, and it, it, it like I had this giant existential crisis about it. Like I had to talk to all of my friends and and be like, well, I mean, if I reject this offer, then yeah, what does does that make me you know what does that make me like i i wrote i wrote a chapbook about the ocean and i'm always like talking about how much i love surfing i mean i have two freaking tattoos that are surfing related and i'm gonna pass up the opportunity to the you know to live in a surf spot and then and all of them were like ali you know objectively objectively this is a bad life decision like when you when you think about it it's like you know it's it, it's not it's not part of your career. <laughs> the pay is low. Um, you don't like the place. I mean, do you is like is that 
is that really what you want? Like, do you really want to spoil your your love of surfing if you give up everything for for the sport? You know, it's just you're just gonna end up like regretting your decision and hating mm-hmm. it. So, um, so yeah, so that's what that's what ended up happening. I ended up not, as you can see, I am still in Manila, unfortunately, and um, I ended up not taking that job, which I think is fortunate because COVID happened. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I had taken it's like that the job, gave I would you, not. <laughs> it's like the world gave you more time to think about it. But but it feels yeah. like, or it seems like, right a- uh, after everything about surfing, uh, it still it still falls, or or it it it's still saying that surfing is still just a part of you because after everything that you've said, you're still a writer, right? Yes. Because because. Uh, as you said, um, writing or your career as a writer is in conflict with that with that job. So it seems that the next step is clear. You have to write that book about surfing. Oh no! <laughs> Maybe it'll come out in like um ten years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. I will. It's in. It's in the. It's in the pipeline. <laughs> I will write about it after I write about the the my miserable experience in quarantine. But um. But yeah, I. I don't want to think of it. Uh, I don't want to think of myself like in such such um, stringent categories. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm a writer and the surfer second. Oh, now I'm just yeah. I'm just like me. <laughs> but yeah, like I think for that LU incident, I think it was more like now is not the right time. Like yeah. I think it was just it was just like the universe telling me that just because I say no to this opportunity doesn't make doesn't make me just because I turned down that opportunity doesn't mean that I love the ocean any less. Mm-hmm. And um, that's yeah. a super cheesy thing to say. Oh, I just keep saying cheesy things and it makes me really embarrassed. But um but yeah like I'm not in LU right now, but in the future, I still plan to Mm-mm. go live somewhere near near, near the a ocean. Spot. Yeah, near the ocean. Um, in fact, in fact, I, you know, I kind of want to go. Like, I've been thinking about grad school, and then when I, while I was ser- searching for grad school mm-hmm. place, you know, universities to apply to, in my mind, um, subconsciously, I was only looking at countries where you can surf. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's really, you know, it's really um affected me that deeply. Like, yeah, I don't think I want to live a life without surfing so yeah so covid is giving you a lot of th- lot to think about a lot of time to think yeah. about yeah <laughs> unfortunately yeah i can only just imagine how your book would turn out because right now we're just talking and i'm wow surfing wow i'm just amazed and I can only imagine it in writing. I oh mean, well, well, yeah. I have like I have like an essay in the works about like how how all of my ocean experiences have affected my life. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's still in the works, obviously, because you know I think my my life experiences with the ocean have have been pretty profound. And um, yeah, it is. Yeah, so so the essay that I'm working on, you know, it just needs. I'm taking extra along with it because I just want it to come out perfectly. So so yeah. So you'll see. You'll read it in ten years. <laughs> I'll be waiting. <laughs> so so before we end this, any advice about surfing? Um. Well, any advice? Hmm, what can I say? Well, one, <laughs> if you suck at it, just keep trying. Um, it'll you'll get better eventually, and I think I also think one of the things one of the one of the things that helped a lot was like not surfing uh, with an instructor. 
I, I know a lot of people because I know a lot of people who go go to go to surf, but each and every time they're they, they get an instructor, mm-hmm. and I think one of the reasons you know one of the ways that I learned how was by not getting an instructor and it was a it was a deeply painful process because I was really fumbling around a lot and uh, I was pretty bad but uh, eventually I got the hang of it by myself and and I think that's 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 pretty that's key um, to learning how to surf and yeah it's just uh, it's just a great sport that uh, and if if um, if you get really into it, it it really like seeps into the different aspects of your life and uh, you make really good friends along the way and uh, it, it teaches you things and um, uh, gives you upper body strength as I mentioned <laughs> of course. so so yeah so I, I, I just um, I guess my tip is um, don't get an instructor <laughs> Um, unless it's really dangerous, wait. That that advice could backfire. Get an instructor <laughs> if, it's, if, it's, if you're surfing in dangerous conditions. <laughs> but um, but if you're not, then don't get one. So you can learn how by yourself. And uh, and like the um the second one is like if if you really like it, then you should keep doing it. That's like and um that's all I can say because I I re- I liked it and I kept doing it and here I am. Like uh, I I never. I never planned on um, liking it so much or, or having it affect my life so deeply, but here I am. So Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going back to the first time um, where it wasn't originally planned. Yeah, it wasn't. Not at all. And uh, it, yeah, it, it's really fu- it, and it's really fulfilling because exactly a year after that first lesson, I went back to Zambales um, at the same surf spot. And I and I surfed there, but by myself, and I didn't suck. <laughs> and it was um, it was really great for me. It was like, oh man, this is so great! Like uh, the we, we've come full circle, baby. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was a, it's a real it was like a real personal achievement to me. Like uh, like it really taught me that um, I'm capable of doing a lot. And and yeah, I just miss it so much. Like I I, I miss I miss, like I haven't surfed since March, and like I, I'm really missing it. And um, actually, I'm just missing the ocean in general. I don't even need to surf. I just like really miss um, miss the sea. In fact, like, it's really embarrassing. But I but I was listening to this song, "Take Me Home, Country Roads" by John Denver, <laughs> and it made me cry. It was like three in the morning, and and I, and John Denver was singing, "Take Me Home, Country Roads," and then I started crying. I was like, "Oh my God, I miss Belair so much." Um, but uh, yeah, like see, surfing will affect your life so much then you'll find yourself crying at three in the morning wishing you were at the beach so yeah it kind of break my heart too i mean you talking about it yeah i it's i i really do uh, miss it a lot and uh, i i hope covid ends very soon yeah okay. uh, i miss it now too I mean, yeah well once covid is over huh of course of course <laughs> next time again thank you for um, showing up in our show, showing up in our show. <laughs> it was my honor. Oh my gosh, I'm so I'm so honored to be your second guest ever. Yeah, and, and actually, I, I I never knew I needed this interview. I I, I didn't realize that I kind of miss surfing too, until now, until this interview. So, thank you very much. And I'm sure. <laughs> Our audience would appreciate that. Too. Thank you. Oh, I'm so happy. I I, I hope I get to, I get to surf with you soon. And um, yeah, thanks so much for having me. 
Hey, if you like that, be sure to follow or subscribe. You can also check our Facebook page for incoming new episodes. Email us at theosmicpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you and stay osmic.